Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. And this is your Weekly Weekly Dose Dose of Wicked. Welcome to your weekly dose of Wicked. Don't sound so annoyed since it's our third attempt at starting this episode. (laughs) Whose fault is that? Yours. Yours. You messed up the first time because you were too involved in the little curtain of strings next to your face. The second one, you were offended because I called you my co-host, aka assistant host. Yeah, I'm not an assistant host. I know. I just like to get you riled up so we can have this fun little banter in the beginning. No one enjoys it. No one enjoys they us arguing. They do enjoy it. We get emails so. and messages and comments all the time about how much they enjoy our banter. I, okay, banter and arguing are different. <clears throat> tomato, tomato. <laughs> okay, anyway. As my husband would say, hukuna matata. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Which is not what that means. Yes, not what that means. We fight about it all the time. Anyway, so, what do we got going on? Um. Well, it's another Ashley episode. It is another Ashley episode. Why? Because we suck. No, it's not because we suck. It's because we're in survival mode, okay? <laughs> we're in survival mode. Life is hard. And the days we, are long. Yeah. The days are long but short. <laughs> That's the issue. It's like the days are exhausting, but there's not enough hours in the day. Right. So, so we're behind on all of our tasks in life. Everything in life is behind. So that being said, Ashley was supposed to have a Patreon episode ready this week, and I was supposed to have a regular episode ready this week. But I had a Patreon ready and Ashley had a regular. So it is That's what it what is. It is what it is. So you're going to get Ashley two weeks in a row. And your bonus episode on the Patreon was me instead of Ashley. It's fine. We're interchangeable. We're basically the same person. Pretty much. It's fine. So you're welcome. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked. There's a really awesome episode on there. It's about um, Erica Rudolph. The serial bomber. Who hid in the woods for five years. And there's some talks of salamanders. There are some talks of salamanders. (laughs) And possibly (laughs) trying to get somebody to eat one. (laughs) Yeah, so. He said no, but. Well. I'll work him over. It'll be fine. We'll we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll get it worked out. So go head on over and join that up. Yeah, join that up. Starting at just $3 a month. All the way up to $10 a month. All the way up to $10 a month. So, you know, do what you do. That's like 30 cents a day. It really is. So I think you can do it. Is that 30 cents a day? I think it's 10 cents a day. $3? 10 cents a day. I was talking about the $10. Oh, the $10. Yeah. The $10? I like the $10 Patreons. I like the $10 Patreons. <laughs> I love all of the Patreons. <laughs> but I mean, the $10 Patreons are the extraordinarily favorites. wicked. So I mean. Yeah. And, and I feel like if you're going to go in, you might as well go all in. Right. Might but as well get a sticker. that's okay because I also understand being poor that is true because i am poor so um i think that if you can only afford three dollars then that's fine too and we love you cool just the same yep uh there's lots of fun perks every level gets um ad free episodes and two bonus episodes a month which to me alone is a uh, worth it worth it in my opinion and the benefits only get better from there that's right so um other than that you can head on over to all the other things we don't really need to go through them again you know what to do find us on social media like follow subscribe Ratings and review. You guys know what to do. You know the freaking drill. We don't need to bash you over the head with that anymore. Um, other than that, what do we got going on in life? Hmm, I don't know. I have some shocking news. 
I'm going to share with the listeners. It's going to shock them. It's going to knock their socks off. I was diagnosed with ADHD today. (laughs) (laughs) As if we didn't already know I had that. But it's now official. I now officially have ADHD. Okay. I think you've officially had ADHD for okay, but I never I had never been diagnosed with ADHD. Okay, but now I have. I still have to get a second opinion because that's what they like to do. But my psychiatrist today was like, (laughs) "Uh, "You definitely have ADHD." (laughs) Uh, So yeah, there's that. Um, And Ashley said that she now (laughs) notices some tendencies she didn't notice before. It's probably going to ruin our friendship. Why would you say that? I mean, the only thing you noticed was my oversharing, right? Did you notice anything else? No, just really that. She said that she'd never noticed before that I overshare, which I 100% do. Yes. I knew that. Because I meet random strangers. Okay, but like, not, you overshare, yes. But like, oversharing to strangers? Yes. I've never noticed that before. I 100% do it all the time. And then I walk away and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? (laughs) Like, why did I say that? I overshare to everybody, though, not just strangers. Oh, I know. I know that you overshared everybody. There was like that one day at church. I overshared everybody. So like one day at church, we were like leaving the sermon. You like leave and you like shake the pastor's hand on your way out. And so I like shook the pastor's hand and he was like, Sierra, are you okay? Like, how are you doing? And I was like, I'm fine. But your sermon today just really spoke to me. I've been having such a hard struggle with homeschooling the kids. And after your sermon today, I just feel motivated to keep going. And he was like, that's fantastic. But I actually meant, how are you feeling? Because I heard you had like a little Crohn's outbreak. a little. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. But it's like all the time. Like, I just say ridiculous things. Well, I don't really feel like And I like ridiculous. word vomit. Yeah, I you do, do word vomit a lot. Yeah, all the time. All the time. Like, very inappropriate things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's my ADHD. Yeah, probably. Like, I word vomit the most ridiculous and most embarrassing things. <laughs> yeah. Like, the time I asked my district manager's wife for her ID. Yeah. And then her mom was like, it's because she thinks you're so young. And I was like, no, I know how old she is. It's um, blank's wife or ex-wife or separated or whatever you guys got going out and i don't really care none of my business and i'm like what is wrong with me because they were going through a separation and i knew that because he was my district manager at work but it was highly inappropriate i was thinking more of the time of the arnold palmer Yeah, because I say highly inappropriate things. Yeah. They just come out of my mouth and I don't know how to stop it. (laughs) I had a table that was like, it was a table of African-American people. And they said, can I get a half tea, half lemonade? And I was like, oh, yeah, an Arnold Palmer or a Tiger Woods. And they were like, what? And I was like, you know, because like Tiger Woods is a black golfer (laughs) and Arnold Palmer is a white golfer. And they just looked at me like you're an idiot and they're like <laughs> you're yeah. a racist idiot yeah i know but i don't i don't know what was wrong with me like i don't know why i said that right because i think i don't know i think sometimes i just get so concerned that i'm gonna be a racist <laughs> that i try to overcompensate and not and i say really stupid things that are highly offensive <laughs> like after i said it i was like what is wrong with me they were like uh yeah i'll just take a half tea half lemonade and I was like, absolutely no problem. Yeah, moron. I can't go back over there. Like, I don't understand why I said that. <laughs> Can you take my table, please? <laughs> I was like, what is wrong with me? I don't know. I don't know. Like, sometimes I just, like, get so concerned about offending people. 
Right. About anything, though. It's not even just race. It's like literally I know, anything. That's the first one that came to mind. I know, because it was highly offensive. It's <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Like, I don't know why I said it. Yeah, I don't know. But either. I think I just always get so concerned about offending people just in general. Mm-hmm. Like about everything. Because, like, there'll be times too I overshare in public. There'll be times in two when I'll be like, yeah, because I'm such a fat ass. I'll be like, but you're totally fine <laughs> because I'm like, this person's fatter than me and I just called myself a fat ass. But, like, then I just make it worse. Right. Like, if I could just not do that. Right, because they probably weren't thinking that you thought they were fat until you said, but not you. (laughs) Right, but I do it all the time. But like over everything. Yeah. I mean, everything. I'll be like, yeah, my kids are hellions. They do this, this, and this. But I'm sure your kids aren't hellions at all. But then they're like, well, I wasn't thinking that until you said that. Right. I mean, it's everything. Yeah. I have a very big problem with that. And I do have a problem with oversharing. Yeah. I overshare with everybody for no reason. I know you overshare, but I've just never noticed it until. To complete strangers. Lowe's the other day. All the time. Complete strangers. I'm never going to see again. Right. And, and he, I'll tell they're them, like, like why, the, why the hell did you tell me that? Like, right. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Right. Like, okay, so um, part of the life being, you know, a roller coaster of horrible things occurring. So just this past week, like just last week, I had to get two tires on my van replaced, which then resulted in me having to go get the studs in my back tire drilled out by a mechanic because walmart stripped my lug nuts on my van um so i mean that right there was like 250 dollars that i had to you know like fork out for that nonsense it should have cost me like 60 bucks (laughs) um and then so that was on like monday and tuesday of last week and then on wednesday my heat went out so we had no heat in our house so then on thursday no friday i was out i was without heat until friday the heat guy came and like him, I overshared with him. I told him all about the time Jacob left me under the crawl space. He didn't give a flying fuck about me being left under the crawl space. <laughs> no. I was like, I'm so sorry. The crawl space is such a tight squeeze. And he was like, oh, it's not that bad. I was like, no, it's really horrible. One time I was under there because the shower water wasn't working properly. So I had to shimmy under there. And then I was under there. And my husband was like, oh, hold on. And then I was under there for like 20 minutes. And then my dad came out and yelled at me. He was like, what are you doing? We're leaving. And my husband left me under the house for 20 minutes. Like, that guy did not give a flying fuck. He was just like, I would like to go home. Like, I'm done with you. I do it all the time. Yeah. Like, people don't care about me nearly as much as I think they do. That's probably true. And then afterwards, I'm like, yeah, that was embarrassing. Yeah, but you don't care. I do sometimes. Yeah. Because I'm like, man, I'm really weird. I mean, you are, but that's why we love you. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder (laughs) if anyone likes me at all. Because I'm like, man, I'm a weirdo. Well, so am I. It's okay. It's, It's true. All right. So anyway, um... To the let's, case? Let's jump into the case. No, we went on the tangent. <laughs> that's why there's so many tangents, though. It's my ADHD. Yeah. That's why. So if you go on medicine. I don't know, guys. Give me a vote. I actually told Ashley I was concerned about that. <laughs> I was like, so I'm pretty sure, you know, like, I already know I had ADHD. I mean, I've known I had ADHD for years. But I was like, you know, if I get medicine for ADHD, what do you think it'll do to me? She's like, oh, I think it'll make your symptoms better. I was like, yeah, but my personality. <laughs> I was like, because I have a very lovable personality. <laughs> That's what I it was is. like, and uh, it might affect the podcast. Well, if it does, it does. I don't agree. They weren't I true think, fans. I think that if my ADHD affects the podcast, like if I take medication, it affects the podcast, I just won't take it. <laughs> I think bettering your life is <laughs> worth it. I think the 700 people that listen to this podcast are more important than my ADHD symptoms. Okay. All right, Ashley. So, okay. Ready for me to jump in? What have you prepared for us this evening? Um, a case. Can I get more details than that? No. Can I get a little bit of easing into it? What do you mean easing into it? Give me a little quick synopsis. 
Someone dies. Okay. Someone is found guilty. Are there any stabbings? No. Okay. Go ahead. You know how I feel about stabbings. <laughs> hate stabbings. No stabbings today. Stabbings really no. are not enjoyable to me. No stabbings today. Okay. Let me jump in. In the early hours of May 8th, 2014, in Grimes, Iowa, two 911 calls come in simultaneously from the same household. One was from Angie Verhale, who called to report that her fiancé had been shot. When asked to go check on his status, Angie calmly reported back that she didn't have to because she already knew he was dead. The other other call came from Marie Michael to report someone shot someone in the house that she was in. When asked if she knew who was shot, she said yes, it was her son. Oh. Quickly, police arrived to the scene to find 30-year-old Justin Michael deceased in his bed with four gunshot wounds. Angie and Marie were both interviewed, but neither of them had very helpful information. Marie said that she was asleep alone in the guest room when she was woken up by her door opening in the middle of the night. Um, A weird red flashlight shined in her face. She thought that it was Angie. Um, Angie kept some of her clothes in the guest room, so she thought maybe she had, like, got up early and was, like, getting ready and she didn't want to wake her up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a red flashlight, and that's kind of weird. The person that she saw in the doorway looked a little bigger than Angie and even bigger than Justin was. So, at that moment, Marie realized that this was neither of them and it was an intruder, so she just lay quiet in the bed and didn't move. The person then left her room and went uh, across the hall to Justin and Angie's room. A couple minutes later, she heard gunshots and Angie yelling. Okay. Angie recounts being woken up by multiple muffled gunshots. She saw a dark, shadowy figure run out of the room. She began to yell to wake up Justin, who wouldn't respond. She says that she then ran out of the room to see if she could catch the intruder, intruder, but they were gone. At that point, um, both of the women hadn't spoken to each other, but they immediately called 911. As they should have. I'm glad they both called 911. Otherwise, one of them would have been suspicious. Right. Um, The officers on the scene said that both of the women were very calm and not very emotional for someone who had just lost someone so close to them. I mean, that could just be shock. So, that's what I was going to say. That um, they made it, like, a big deal. I watched a Dateline episode, and Dateline, like, played both of the 911 calls. Mm -hmm. And, like, they were very... um, Unemotional, but uh, trauma. Right. And shock. So I don't really think that's that big of a deal, in my opinion. Right. I mean, you never know how someone's going to react in that kind of situation. Right. They were both taken outside and put into separate police cars while the police canvassed the scene. They were left in these cars for three hours. What? It's not a long time. That's ridiculous. Before they were, like, taken to the police station. That's absolutely ridiculous. It's a long time. Yeah. So, at first glance, uh, the scene appeared to be a robbery. The living room was in a little bit of disarray. There were electronics and a sweatshirt on the living room floor and an otherwise pretty, like, spotless house. Okay. Um, After further inspection and speaking with Angie, nothing appeared to be missing. And the sweatshirt on the floor did not belong to anyone in the house. Hmm. So, the scene was staged to look like a robbery. Um, There was also no signs of forced entry. Okay. Um, immediately, they were suspicious of Angie. She was unemotional, and she didn't have any blood on her. So, That's weird, since she was laying in the bed with him. Right. She was sleeping right next to him. So, it would make sense that she would have blood splatter on her. 
But there wasn't any. Yes, that would make sense. So my thought process was maybe she was naked. Did they check her whole body? I don't know. I mean, that's a good thought that I hadn't thought of, but that would make sense. I often sleep in the nude. In I mean, the, I don't. In the don't, buff, as I call it. But my husband does. Yeah, your husband's nude all the time. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> like He doesn't like clothes, but like I, I very much like clothes. I don't like clothes. Um, I do not like clothes at all. I'm a- I typically, on a normal given night, sleep in underwear and a t-shirt. But there's sometimes where I get hot and I just sleep in my underwear. Yeah. Last yeah. night I slept in nothing but my underwear. I mean. I was really hot. I could maybe sleep in nothing but underwear, but like I don't wear underwear, so. Right. I do wear underwear. For someone who likes clothes, you should like underwear, just saying. Well, maybe, but I'm I feel like a that's weirdo. contradictory. But no, I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, that could very well be the case. So yeah, I mean, did they strip searcher? Right, I don't know. Because she could have been nude. And right, put clothes and then on. just like put clothes on. And like maybe she didn't tell people that. Like maybe that wasn't like a... A thought, yeah. A thought to tell them while she was in shock, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. That's just speculation on my part. Maybe she wasn't an oversharer as some. Right, as us. <laughs> I mean, we have multiple people that are like, yeah, we were having sex. And then like that happens all the time. Right. So, yeah, I could see that. Continue. Um, so, Angie seems suspicious, but there was no evidence that she was the culprit. So, they did bring her into the station to question her more. They asked if there was anyone who would want to hurt Justin. She said no. He was kind, a genuine person who everyone loved. They asked about Justin's past relationships, and Angie said, um, up to her knowledge, that she was the only serious relationship he had ever had. Oh. Um, so, they asked her about her past relationships. And she said that she actually had been married previously. Um, they split up amicably, and they had no property together. They had no kids. It was a relatively simple divorce. I guess as, you know, divorces go, it's got to be well, relatively I mean, simple. Some of them are pretty amicable and, like, not a big deal at all. So, right. especially if you don't have anything together. I mean, yeah. Right. That's what she was saying. I mean, like, that. yeah, it was okay. Mm-hmm. She then had a boyfriend after that. His name was Andy Wagner, who she had dated for three years. It was a pretty serious relationship. They lived together. But again, they broke up and it was amicable. They remained civil and they even lived together for a period of time after the breakup. That's interesting. Um, Again, this is speculation. I assume maybe they were like renting and both in the lease and they just like lived out the lease and then moved apart. Yeah, I mean, that's quite possible. I think that's pretty normal. I mean. I don't know if that's normal, but I mean. Um, but it happens. Yes, it happens. Quite frequently. Especially if you don't have anywhere else to go. Right. Like, I had a friend in my young years that got an apartment with her boyfriend, and then when they broke up, um, they were both on the lease, so they couldn't break the lease, and he ended up moving out and still paid rent. Right. But, like, he had somewhere else to go. So I could see, like, the use of were in, like, their 30s, right? So he was 30. Angie was in her 20s. Oh, okay. Well, it still could have been she had nowhere else to go. Right. So, yeah. And she was I mean, young. Yeah, I could see that, like, not having anywhere else to go, not being able to. Because, I mean, if you sign a lease with someone, you're on the hook for that rent, whether you live there or not. Right. So, yeah. So, they're asking Angie, like, if anything weird has happened lately, um, you know, anything she can think of that might help them. And she says that a few months back, her car had been vandalized while parked outside of Justin's house. Her car window and her windshield had both been smashed in, which was strange for their small town. She said there were also some fruit trees in Justin's backyard. And um, he really liked them, and they had recently been vandalized. Someone cut off all the branches from the fruit trees and caused them to die. Well, that's rude. It's very rude. That's really rude. 
Very rude. It's like they really came rude. In its backyard and That's killed like all those trees. Really rude and like petty. Yeah. Like who does that? Petty McPetterson. Mm-hmm. So they asked Angie, like, who would have done this? And she's like, Yeah, I have no idea. Neither of us had any any any. Neither of us had any enemies. I'm not buying that. That's what she's saying. She I really know. don't. So, I don't know. A lot of times I feel like when these things happen and people are like, I have no idea who it could be. I mean, there are many times in my life where if I were to get murdered, I would know immediately, like, the people I pissed <laughs> off that would have done it. I mean, right now, I don't know who would come into my yard and kill my fruit trees. I don't know at this moment in my life, but there have been times in my life where many people would come in my yard and kill my fruit trees because I was I had done them wrong. And I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm owning that. Yeah. There are times when I've been a little psychotic. I've done some things. You know, I, I like to be a minimal inconveniencer. Right. So I could see someone being like, fuck you. I'm going to run your tree over and kill your tree. I wouldn't care about a tree, though. It'd have to be something more than that. Right. But I'm just saying, though. Well, if, it was, if you cared about the tree. Yeah, but I wouldn't care about the tree. I'm just saying it would have to be something I cared about. Like, I don't even know anything I care about. <laughs> I mean, obviously, like, my children, like, my family, like, people, but I'm saying, your like, car? material. No, nah, I mean. If someone broke your window, you'd not be very happy. I would be pissed because I have to pay to replace the window. Right. But, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't really. I mean, they smashed her windows. I'm care. sure that's why she was mad. Right. But, I mean, I don't really care enough about my vehicle. Like, somebody could key my car and I would be like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, not saying that, I mean, obviously, like, I appreciate my car because it gets me from point A to point B. But, like, I intentionally bought a cheap vehicle. Right. Because I have children and I didn't want to have to care. I mean, I bought a minivan for $10,000. Like, right. that's a cheap car. Right. I mean, it is. So, you know, I intentionally did that so that I wouldn't have to care. So, I mean, my kids run their bikes into my car. Um, the other day I came out and my son was on the roof of my car. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, get off of my car. But, like, I don't actually care because of the damage it would cause my car. I care because, like, he could have hurt himself. Right. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd be annoyed if they, like, broke my window, because then I would have to, like, replace my window, but, like, somebody could keep my car, and I'd be like, okay, whatever. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I'd be pretty annoyed. Well, your car's nicer than mine. Yeah. I mean, I intentionally, like, when I bought my car, I bought a cheap, reliable vehicle so that I didn't have to worry about it, because I just knew my kids were just going to destroy it anyway. Right. I mean. That's what kids do. Right. So, it is what it is. That's what I'm saying, though. I don't know of a single material item. That, like, would bother me if someone vandalized it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, either way, Angie says that she doesn't know of any enemies they have. They continue pressing her about theories and relationships, friendships, everything. I'm just saying, like, if somebody killed Jacob, I would have a list of people. Like, I would know. I'd be like, yeah, there's many people that hate him. <laughs> like, not because, just because I could just think of, like, all of the people he makes mad. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I could add the same okay, about but myself. but what if this guy is a genuinely nice person and it doesn't make people mad? I mean, that's quite possible. Like me. I already have sunshine. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not problematic. Okay. Who would be... Who could you think of that would want me dead? <sighs> I don't know. I'm just saying that I feel like... I don't know. It's just... I just feel like always in these investigations, like, I can't think of a single person that would hurt him. Or hurt her, but I'm like, there's got to be somebody. Like, if they ended up deceased, somebody hated them. Yeah. Unless it was just, like, a complete random killing. But I, this doesn't seem like it was random. Yeah. Well, 
I just feel like maybe as a person, as people, we should keep a list of the people we piss off. Yeah, probably. In case something were to happen to us. Just saying. Okay, well, fair enough. Um, about three hours into the interview, Angie recalls that there was another relationship that she had between Andy and Justin. <laughs> okay, she just forgot? Yes. Okay. It was a man named Dave, and she dated him pretty briefly. A few dates, some texting. But then she met Justin and ended that relationship. It wasn't really a relationship. Like I said, just a few dates, some texting, that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, Angie couldn't remember his last name. Okay. Which they made the dateline made it out to be a very big deal that she could not remember this guy's last name and like the police were like talking on there and like that she couldn't remember his last name and like it was a huge deal devil's advocate the guy i dated before tyler when i was researching this case and when i say dated i mean like we went on two dates and like texted okay so like not really dated just like went on some dates it wasn't for me okay um, I could not remember his last name for the life of me. Honey. I had to look him up on Facebook. It took me like three days to remember his last name. <laughs> oh. Okay. So, I, I'm i on Angie's side here. I think there's many that I would not be able to remember the last names. I say that like there's a ton, but I mean, right? I'm just saying I definitely feel like. I remember every guy's last name except for that one. I could not remember his last name. I had to look him up on Facebook. I don't know. It's been so long ago for me. I've been <laughs> married for 10 years and we don't even know who did I date before, Jacob. Um, so they want to know more about this Dave guy. Angie says that she met him a week after she and Andy had broken up. She met him at a bar and it was just casu- casual. She wouldn't really classify it as a relationship. Just a few hangouts and some texts. See, I'm behind that. I wouldn't classify it as a relationship either. <laughs> So then she met Justin, and she wanted to pursue that relationship, so she let Dave know that she really wasn't interested in seeing him anymore. Um, She had met someone else. Um, She ended this through a text, since that was most of the relationship. Um, Dave was not very happy about this, and he sent her some nasty messages and called her some mean names. Uh, Doesn't surprise me. Um, So Angie just quit responding to him. The next day, Dave reached out again and says, like, hey, I'm sorry. Let's another chance and angie just doesn't respond and she's never spoken to him again okay um angie and justin had started dating and it was a fast hard love spiral okay they got engaged within two months of dating they moved in together and they planned a wedding on a beach in north carolina for july of 2014 they continued to question her mainly about dave angie tells them again that they split not on the greatest of terms but haven't spoken since a weird coincidence, though, was that Dave actually recently had gotten a job at Wells Fargo in the same department as Justin. That is a weird coincidence. Was Justin aware of this? Yes. Okay, so this right here to me is immediately, who do you think could have killed Justin? Maybe this crazy guy who I talked to a few times who then got a job with him at work. Right. Well, it's like, just a coincidence. I don't think that's a coincidence at all. Like, that's what I'm saying. That immediately would be like red flag. Right. Like, that's who did it. As, you know, his fiance. Yeah, maybe. During the questioning, she does remember Dave's last name. It was Moffat. Moffat? Mm-hmm. Do you say they were in North Carolina? No, they were getting married in North Carolina. Okay. okay. I knew a Moffat in North Carolina. I just wondered. No. Any relation? Um, Justin is originally from North Carolina. Okay. But they live in Iowa. Okay. 
Also, funny story about Iowa. <laughs> I don't think there's anything <laughs> funny about Iowa, but okay. Well, it is funny. It's about Tyler being stupid. Okay. So, I don't know. Okay. I don't know how exactly it came up, but they were talking something about Iowa when I was visiting Tyler's family. And Tyler was like, yeah, there's like nothing in Iowa except for potatoes. No, that's Iowa. And everybody just looked at him and was like, what? And he was like, yeah, potatoes. They grow in Iowa. No, they don't. And we were like, no, Tyler, that's Idaho. And he said, ah, they both start with an I. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, dummy. So police go to run a, back tra- a background check on um, Dave and see if he has a weapon permit. While they're running this, another officer just happens to notice the name. And he's like, huh, I know that name. I came upon a car accident involving him. It was May 8th, around 3.45 a.m. That was when the shooting happened? Mm-hmm. Just 25 minutes after Justin's time of death. Oh, okay. About so five, he was out and about? Mm-hmm. About five miles away from Justin and Angie's house. He lives 25 miles away from Justin and Angie's house. Okay, then. Um, the police officer said that he had just gotten off duty and he was driving home and he wasn't in his jurisdiction, but he happened to see a car on the side of the road and stopped to check it out. A sedan had hit a telephone pole and was smashed in the front. And upon investigation, there was no one in the car. The officer kind of looked around, didn't see anything. He went back to his car and shortly after, a man came up from the ditch below and came up to the officer's window and started knocking on it. Um, the man was sweating and out of breath. He said, hey, I just got in an accident. I need a ride. And the officer says that he just kind of got like a strange feeling about the guy. And um, this wasn't his jurisdiction. He was off duty. So he's like, "Mm, not my problem. Calls for backup. Okay. What? I just am confused about this. So Justin knew that this David guy was working with him. Mm -hmm. And so Angie knew this David guy was working with him. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand why that wasn't an immediate. Like, I don't understand why that wasn't an immediate person of interest. Because Why did she not find spoken. it creepy? I don't know. Maybe she, I guess she just thought it was like a coincidence. I just don't think that's a coincidence at all. I mean, it's not. In what world is that a coincidence? It's probably not. Okay. I just feel like that's some stalkerish tendencies right there. I mean, but in her head, they broke up. They hadn't talked. I mean, I could not find an exact timeline of when they broke up. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming within a year. Right. And they hadn't talked, so she, I mean, she couldn't even remember his last name. She wasn't really thinking about him. She met Justin. She was happy with Justin. Right. I don't know. I just don't like the way that that sits with me. Yeah, me either. Like, she just didn't even think that was anyone to be concerned. Like, that would have been my immediate thought process there. I mean, yeah, hearing it now. But even when he started working with him, I immediately would have been like, that's not, no. Like, that's weird. I would have been like, yo, dude, what are you doing? Why are you working with my fiance? I don't know. That to me just is a, like an immediate red flag. I, I mean, don't it's like a that. smaller town too, so. They live 25 miles apart. So clearly they don't live in the same town. Well, they live in the same county. Okay. What county was it? Polk. In Iowa? Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like it could have been I that I mean, said it was small, so maybe it wasn't small. Dayland lies. <laughs> <laughs> they have a population of half a million in the county. Oh. So, no. Like, okay. that's not a small area. That's what I'm saying. Look at Grimes, Iowa. Uh, 15,000. So, that's I mean, not huge. Okay, but I don't know. I just still feel like that's... No, that would be an immediate red flag to me. I mean, I could see how it wasn't, though. I can't. I can't get behind that. I can't see how that wasn't a red flag. 
I just feel like that's very strange to me that he got a job at the same place he was working at. I don't know. Okay, no. but if it had been a year and they really hadn't talked, I mean, yeah. But you don't know they it's broke been a year. Because okay, you but- said they started dating after two months. Like, what is this timeline? I need a better timeline. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know this has been a year. Okay, so w- one article is the only article I found that had it. said that they got engaged in September. Okay, and he was shot when? In May. And he, what's his name, had already worked there. So, I mean, that's like 10 months. That's what I'm saying. That's even less than a year. And she broke up when she started dating the other guy. So Right. So, two months before that. So, a year. No. How? It was eight months. Okay, so 10 months. Right. That's what I said. 10 months. Okay, whatever. Okay. I don't know. I don't like this. I I think that... I could see how it wouldn't be. I can't. I think that if... Even now... There are some of my exes, if they started working, first of all, if they started working with Jacob, it would be an issue because Jacob works for dad. But <laughs> like, if dad hired one of my exes, that would be a problem. But no, I feel like if Jacob came in contact with any of my exes, I would be like, yeah, no red flag. Even now. That to me is just inappropriate. I mean. And it's a Wells Fargo. But I don't think it was like a bank Wells Fargo. It made it sound like it was like a big building. Okay. Like, there were different areas in the building. Like, I don't know. I don't know how banks work, but maybe it was, like, a like a call center of Wells Fargo or something, you know? Okay, maybe. I'm just thinking, those if, if it's a Wells Fargo, they have, like, just 10 employees. Yeah, no. Like, it's not like they're working at Duke Energy that employs thousands of people. Because, like, that even would be a little different. Okay, continue. I won't harp on this any longer, but I don't like that. I don't know okay. if I'm Team Angie anymore. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying she did it. I'm just saying I don't know that I think that she's very um helpful or i don't know i don't know i can see why she'd be a little suspicious at this point i don't know again i just don't i mean i can see how she didn't think it was a big deal okay we've harped on it long enough move on okay you wanted a case we would disagree on here it is <laughs> that's a very small part that really has no significance so you really just need to let it go it has no significance that this guy probably killed him what did they work at the same place i mean uh, okay, but I'm not harping on the fact that they work at the same place. I'm harping on the fact that they work at the same place. And when they broke up, he sent her, like, rude, inappropriate text messages. Tried to get another shot with her. She told him no. He then gets a job at the same place as her current fiancé. And she doesn't think, like, oh, immediately, like, red flag. Anyone could have hurt your fiancé? No, not a single person. Except for maybe this crazy guy I dated for a week that, like, wouldn't let me go for a couple weeks and then start working with my fiancé. Like, that's what I'm harping on. I just don't see how... I don't know. doesn't matter. Let it go. Okay. Let it go. <sighs> let it go. It's getting me a little worked up. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways. um, The car accident. So, he calls another cop for backup. The other officer arrives, gets the license, registration, insurance. The man was David Moffat, of course. And the car was not insured. So the car ended up getting impounded. The second officer was also very uneasy about this man. So he called a cab and Dave was sent on his way. So there's two officers that both are like, yeah, this guy's not getting in my car. Right. So that says a lot about Dave. Right. And then they sent him with a cab. He seems a little creepy. So, yeah. From the poor cab driver. They're like, hey, crazy man, go get in this cab. Yeah. Not very nice either. No. So the detectives of the murder case go out to the scene to 
see if there was anything there for them to find. They did find two magazines of ammo that matched um, the ones from the murder, and it was a rare kind of ammo. They also located a shoebox that had in it a Kindle, a flashlight, and a receipt for oil changes who were made out to Andy Wagner. That's the other ex-boyfriend. Right. Why did he have the other ex-boyfriends? I don't know. They think maybe these two might have plotted together. All right, time for an ad. Do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do. And we're back from that ad break. So, anyway, why did Dave have things of Andy's in his car? Like I said, they're thinking they might be working together. Why, though? And how would they have even found each other? I don't know. But they both have Angie in common. Right. But that's still kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like, is there just an Angie's chat group they met in? I mean, <laughs> maybe they made one. That's weird. So Andy's brought in for questioning, and they ask him about his relationship with An- Angie. He says that um, she initiated the breakup, but that it was amicable. There were no hard feelings. He had a new girlfriend, and he'd moved on. They asked if he knows David Moffat. He says, nope, never heard of him. They ask him if he has the receipt for some oil changes, and confused, he's like, uh, yeah, it's at my house. Maybe it's in my car, but, I mean, I have it somewhere. And they're like, well, what if I told you that it turned up somewhere else? And he was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I lost it or threw it away. Mm-hmm. Like, he's really confused. Like, why are you asking me about this weird Because receipt? crazy David probably broke into his house and stole it or broke into his car. Because he's probably a creepy stalker who's been stalking Angie for years. Maybe. That's what it sounds like to me. So they have, you know, a few questions for Andy, but nothing really to get him on. So they let him go. Obviously, Dave, top suspect at this point. Uh, yeah. So they do obtain a search warrant for his house. I couldn't find anything that says that he was questioned at this point, so I think they just kind of, like, shut up at his house with a search warrant. hmm But at his house, they find a notebook with detailed outlines of Justin and Angie's neighbors' routines. When they leave, when they get home, when they go to bed, creepy things like that. Because he's a stalker. hmm Very stalkery. They also find a bill of sale, a bill of sale for a nine millimeter gun, which is the same gun used in Justin's murder. Of course it is. Um, but the bill of sale was again made out to Andy Wagner. What? So he stole Andy's gun to do it? I don't know. You do know. <laughs> so the police go to the man who sold the gun, and his name was Drew Ballman. Drew, when they called him in, he immediately asked if this was about the gun he sold, and he wanted to know what he did wrong. He just knew that he was going to go to jail over selling this gun, because he just did something wrong in his meticulous planning. He was like a little worrywart, freaking out that he was going to go to jail, because he sold the gun wrong. Okay. Did he not normally sell guns? No. Okay. So it was just like his gun that he sold. Oh, okay. Okay. He was like, I really thought I followed all the rules, but I just must have made a mistake. This is not good. And they were like, well, you need to calm down. Right. Uh, But the gun was used in a murder, we think. And we need more information. So Drew is just, like, devastated. He feels like he's partially responsible. He still says that he feels partially responsible because if he wouldn't have sold that gun, it wouldn't have happened. I mean, yeah, but you can't dwell on that. I mean. No, he just would have got a gun somewhere else. true, but yeah, he just would have got a gun somewhere else. I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's not your fault that you sold a gun. Right. 
Um, but he is as cooperative as he can be to the police. He says that he sold a gun to a man named Andy Wegner. He had sold this gun to fund his purchase of a new metal detector. Um, he says that he is a very meticulous record keeper. So he has everything related to the sale. Okay. Um, he placed it up on like a Craigslist, but for guns. Okay. Um, so someone emailed him. So he has those initial emails. It's from a email, andywegner47 at gmail.com. He has a copy of the bill of sale and he has the license plate of the car that came to pick it up. Okay. He says that he listed the gun online, got interest from Andy from that email. They met in a public um, location with security cameras. They did the exchange. The man that came to meet the gun presented an ID that said Andy Wagner. He was in sunglasses and a hat, but he did look like the ID. The man was nice. The sale was quick, and he just asked him how to load the gun. Drew showed him, and that was it. They ask him if he has any casings from the gun, and he's like, oh, yeah, of course I do. And he has, like, a hundred casings, just, like, in a box that he kept. Okay. Did they check the license plate of the car? Yes, I'm getting there. Okay. My hypothesis is this was David pretending to be Andy. That's a good hypothesis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so it turns all of those casings over to the police. There's like a hundred of them. And they're like, oh, this guy. He's a little weird, but he's good. Okay. Um, they ask him to identify some photos. They show him one set that includes David Moffat. And immediately he picks out a man and he says, that's who I sold the gun to. I'm not 100% sure because he had sunglasses and a hat on, but I'm pretty sure that's who I sold the gun to. Okay. Then they show him another set of photos. This time it has Andy Wagner, and he was like, well, I'm 100% sure that this is the man from the ID. Right. So that's kind of weird. So, yeah. So he stole Andy's ID. Did Andy report anything, like, missing, like his wallet or anything? No. Hmm. But um, Andy and Dave do look pretty similar. So. Okay. The police go to the gas station that the sale was at and ask if they have any footage. Of course they do. They see the exchange. Then they see the man go into the gas station to purchase a lemonade and a candy bar. The man had taken off his sunglasses to go into the store. And it was identified as David Moffat. The license plate was ran and it was David Moffat's car. So my hypothesis was right. Thank you. Um, they brought Dave in for questioning, and he immediately requested a lawyer. I'm sure he did. But they did have enough on him that they did arrest him for the murder of Justin Michael. They got another search warrant for his home, and they found a, a tote containing the shoes that were a match to the shoe box that they found at the accident scene. And then... Is that surprising? Like, we knew he was in an accident. Well, but the shoe box wasn't, like, at the car. It was just, like, in the ditch next to the car. Okay, but I mean, I don't feel like that's like a smoking gun. Like, we knew more than likely that shoebox was his. I mean, yeah, but I'm sure he says it's not. Okay. They also found ammunition that matched the murder weapon ammunition. And at the bottom of the tote was a laptop that was submerged in water. Okay. So they dried off the laptop, sent it away. Put it in a box of rice? <laughs> Probably. Um, the laptop had numerous incriminating Google searches including the best murdering guide you'll ever need, how to get away with murder, convicted crimes of passion in Polk County, love triangle murders, traffic cameras and grimes, St. Anthony confession times, what does hell look like, 
Those are the things he was Googling on his computer. See, I think that he's guilty. But playing devil's advocate here, if my computer would be confiscated <laughs> in <laughs> reference to a murder, I wouldn't look good either. No, me either. <laughs> like, today alone, I Googled Centennial Olympic Centennial Park bombing. Abortion bombing Birmingham. Abortion bombing Atlanta. Lesbian bar bombing Atlanta. Like, what goes into a pipe bomb? Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, my history on my computer. Yeah. If for some reason I was to be accused of a crime. Well, I was researching this case, and it says the best murdering guard you'll ever need, and I really wanted to Google that, but I didn't. I just know that if I were to ever be accused of a crime, my search history would not help me. No, mine would not In any either. way, shape, or form. No. It's a wonder. I just am waiting to get, like, a letter that I'm, like, on the no-fly list <laughs> because of the things that I search for this podcast. Yeah. Well, maybe we could just, like, explain it away by the fact that we have a podcast. I don't know that they would listen. Anyway, so, bad search history. So, um, in June of 2015, a trial begins. Prosecution lays out all the evidence, argues that this was premeditated, and that he had even tried to frame someone else. Um, yeah. Andy. <laughs> I know, poor Andy. <laughs> like, Andy's just over here living his best life with his new girlfriend. Yeah. Well, How did he even know to frame Andy? Because he's a creepy stalker. Like, that's some next level stuff, man. Like, that's really creepy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, defense tries to use mental illness and, uh, like, side effects from depression medication. Uh, some of those depression medications will cause you to do some crazy things. Yeah. Um, and he, they also say that it's because that he found out about the engagement, and that's why he went crazy. They'd already been engaged for right. months at that point. Right. So they say that, that he heard the rumors... Um, I mean, I guess it wasn't a rumor, but the, he heard the news. He heard it through the grapevine that she had gotten engaged, right? And that he snapped, and he just didn't even know what he did. But, again, kind uh, of find the exact timeline, but one article said that it was in September. Right. So that was months of planning. Right. So, uh, that doesn't track that. for me. No, I don't buy that. And, um, like, that's very premeditated. Like, he went as far as, like, steal someone else's identity to buy a gun. Right. So he didn't just snap. Right. Like, had he just snapped, he would have, like, shown up there and, like, beat him with a brick. Right. Or that, had his own gun. Right. If he already owned a gun. Right. right. But he didn't. So, no, that doesn't track for me. Okay. Not pretty much. No. Well, it doesn't track for the jury either. Because um, David Moffat is found guilty. Good. First degree murder and second degree burglary in July of 2015. Okay. He is sentenced to life without parole. Um, he tried to appeal his decision in 2017 for not having probable cause for the search warrant, but it was denied. Okay. That's it. Where's he at? I don't know. I didn't look this one up. You never do. It's fine. Don't worry about it. No, I'm going to find it. Do, 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 do. Iowa State Penitentiary. Okay. What's his inmate number? 654 did you just make that up? No, it was right here. Oh, okay. I didn't really need that. <laughs> I was just giving you a hard time. So, do we have any update on Angie? Like, what's she doing now? She was, like, in her mid-20s mm-hmm. whenever this happened. So, um, she, from what I've seen, she's remarried. I don't know if she has any kids or anything, but she's happy and remarried. That's good. So, did we get any, like, information about him stalking her? No. I mean, obviously he was, but... 
Right. It just would have been nice if like they would have given us like a timeline. Cause I mean, he obviously had to have been talking here. He had like notes on our neighbors, uh, whatever, like schedules. So. Right. Yeah. I hate stalkers, man. I really do. Yeah. They're creepy. Like it's creepy as fuck. Like just don't stalk people, dude. It's not cool. No. Like it's not cool at all. It's creepy and unnecessary. I'm still hung up on though, on the fact that she wasn't like, Oh yeah. Creepy guy. <laughs> Maybe he killed my fiance. I mean, I think, like, in hindsight, she's like, oh, yeah, that that makes sense. But sometimes I'm a little ob- oblivious, and I could see how she might not have immediately put him Like, put two sense. together? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think, personally, that would have immediately, like, put me. I would have been like, yeah. It's this creepy guy. Went on a couple dates with him. Honestly, though, anytime you are dating a guy or talking to a guy and like that's how they react to you and in their relationship that's red flag mm-hmm. yeah like that's extremely toxic and scary and that's something that you need to watch for yeah because especially like that situation where they don't even on a couple dates like if you only go on a couple dates and he feels it necessary to like text you hateful things because like i can just like imagine the conversation like hey, so yeah, I'm just really not into this. Like, I think that we shouldn't see each other anymore. And I can just like, obviously this is just to me like ad-libbing, but I can just like see him being like, you're a stupid slut, you whore. Yeah. I hate you. Like, I don't know. I just feel like anytime that occurs, like that's a red flag and you need to watch yourself because those are the crazy ones. I mean, what did, what was his game plan there though? So like he kills him and then he's going to get Angie back? I don't know. I don't know if... It was that if he was just like jealous, if he wanted but, to like, hurt he her, would have hurt. I just feel like he would have killed her. Right. Like it would have made more sense to me to kill her. I mean, but he was going to hurt her by killing him. I guess. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I just think that, I don't know. I don't know. He never. Like to I mean, me, it makes said, more sense. Like if I can't have her, no one can and killing her. Right. Versus if I can't have her, she can have no one and I'll just kill all of her future dates. I mean. Like, what was his game plan there? I don't know. Like, did he think he was going to, like, swoop in and get her back? That's what I'm wondering. Interested to know what his... I mean, maybe, but he wouldn't tell you that. Well, yeah, I'm just wondering if, like, what his train of thought was there. Like, if he thought if she was single again, she would give him another shot because the only reason that she wasn't wanting to see him was because of Justin. Right. I mean, so she... Like, that's why she broke up with him. But I don't know if she told him that. Like, right. But he might have just put that together based off of the timeline. Right. Like, the fact that they were engaged two months after she broke up with him. Right. Hmm. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, kind of crazy. Uh, very crazy. I don't know. I don't know that I liked that. I didn't like it either. And, like, how did he get in? You said there was no forced entry. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of pieces missing this puzzle for me, Ashley. I'm sorry. Like, how did he get in? How did he get Andy's stuff? Like, I needed all of that explained. I mean, I think he probably, like, broke into his car. How did Andy not realize these things were missing? Okay, but, like, the license. Could have been a fake ID. Could have not been. I don't really feel like fake IDs are that easy to come by. I mean, I don't know. I've never had one, but people have them, so. You had a real ID that wasn't yours. Oh, I didn't say I didn't have that. I said I didn't have a fake ID. Yeah, I never had a fake ID either. I just wonder. Like, I don't know. I don't feel like there's easy. Like, I don't even know where you would get a fake ID. Me either, but I'm also not a criminal. Right. Like, that's what you're not remembering here. 
But also, no, I don't think it was fake. I think it was 100% probably his ID because he had the other stuff from his car. Like his oil change thing. That was it. Just the oil change thing. I thought you said there was a couple of things. In the shoebox, there was a Kindle. I don't know whose the Kindle was. I don't oh, know why okay. that was important. But everything mentioned <laughs> that he had a Kindle. So. It was probably like, ad for Kindle. <laughs> okay. Um, a flashlight. Okay. I, I don't, don't know, know why. I was thinking from. that there was more things than just the no. oil change. That's also a weird thing to take from the car. Yeah. Like, that's really weird. He was trying to frame him. Okay, but I think you need more than that to frame him. <laughs> I mean, he bought the gun. Yeah. And if that cop won, maybe he wrecked his car on purpose. So that's why the shoebox was important. I had forgotten that that's what was in the shoebox. Yes. was the Kindle, the flashlight, and the... Yes. Maybe he took those things from his car, though. Like, all of that. Like, maybe all of that was from his car. Like, maybe he had his fingerprints on it. Maybe. maybe he took them with a the glove. Like, from his car. Maybe. And that's why it was important. Maybe. Maybe the Kindle was his. I don't know. So he figured, like, they'd plug it in and see that it belonged to Andy. Or, like, maybe, like, his current girlfriend. Or, I don't know. To try and frame him more. Right. That would make sense to me. Otherwise, the oil change thing makes no sense. Like, that's just weird. That's a weird thing to... Right, a weird thing to take. Right. And then also, like, why did he ditch it on the side of the road where he wrecked? Obviously, it's going to then be tied to him. Right. And also, like, why would the car wreck be planned? It's his car. It's not Andy's car. Right. I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, that's this whole thing. I need more answers than this. Well, I don't really have any. I mean, Dave's not telling us anything. You're the queen of leaving me a little hungry for more. Do this to me all the time. Give me <laughs> more questions and answers. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't like it. Well, let's and I go don't interview like... Dave. No. Okay, then. Guess Not. you're going to be hungry for answers. Not doing that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for that. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Out we'll of order. See you next week. Hope you like Ashley enough to listen to her two weeks in a row. If not, sorry. I'll be back next week. Uh, if not, head on over to the Patreon. You can hear me there. Yeah, there you go. Pay $3. As always, all opinions portrayed in this episode of Weekly Dose of Wicked are our own. Any errors are upsetting, but it happens. So, you know, it is what it is. If we made any mistakes, we apologize. Feel free to let us know, but please be kind as we do this for fun and we are by no means professionals. Not a single bit. So, yeah. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed that and uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. If you like what you heard and you want to support a small podcast, please give us money at www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked where you can join one of our four amazing tiers starting at just a measly three dollars a month that's literally 10 cents a day you can join the slightly wicked after that we've got the moderately wicked for just five dollars a month followed by the awesomely wicked for seven dollars a month and for those high rollers big ballers we have the extraordinarily good so head on over check it out if you like what you see join it up if subscriptions aren't your jam head on over to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash w-d-o-w where you can give us a one-time donation to buy us a coffee or you know like podcasting equipment which would probably be a better use of our money feel free to give us a follow on instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked or you can just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones or you can give us a like on facebook at facebook.com slash weekly dose of wicked or, you know what, you could just do both, because that would be better for us. For a direct feed of our podcast, please go to www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com.
Great news, guys. We've made it big time. And you can now listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yep, yep. Even Pandora. They finally let us in. Make sure to come back next Wednesday for your weekly, weekly dose of Wicked. Wicked. But I'm... Um,